0: Way, way up. Turn it all up. Yeah. Look. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me in my energy. They're trying to take away from a nigga. Fucking with a kid and pray for you, nigga. I got girls in real life trying to fuck up my day. Fuck going online, that ain't part of my day. I got real shit popping with my
1: family, too. I got niggas that can never leave Canada, too. Wow. What happens when the expression of yourself becomes way too much for others? What happens when you feel something and it comes out so quickly, so abruptly, so intensely that others feel a certain type of way about it? What happens when you're irritated, agitated inside? What happens when you're frustrated, anxious inside? What happens when stress seems to mount and it erupts and it affects others? Today I wanna talk about your energy. Your energy is so important. Your energy is simply this. It's the state of who you are. If you're upset, that's who you are in that moment. If you're happy, if you're excited, if you're tuned up, if you're lit, that's what you are in that moment. Your energy is a description of you in that moment. So, why are we talking about energy? Why is it even important for you to understand what your energy does to other people? I'm going to tell you why. Energy is simply a part of your brand. Your brand is exactly what you demonstrate to others. It's what they know about you. It's how they receive you. It's a form of communication. Your energy matters. If you want other people to stay connected to you, check your energy, see what you're vibing out with. Check your attitude. Check your intent. Check your motives. Take a deep introspect at yourself. If you're not feeling well, if you're angry, if you're agitated, if things are not seeming right in your life, but you want to get connected with somebody or something that's going to help you progress to the next level, humble yourself. Check yourself. We all got different things that we face daily. But we all have ways that we can manage our energy. A young man walks into a room. Inside, he's nervous as hell. He doesn't feel good, his stomach is twisting and turning. He goes to the podium, prepared to make a speech to his classmates. Every eye on him feels like a glaring stare. He can feel and read their minds without them saying a word. He takes a deep breath. He says to himself, It's all good. I'm okay with myself. He opens up his mouth. The first word he says is, You! Says nothing else. He caught their attention. He took control of the situation. His energy captured the moment. you have what it takes know your energy know yourself if you want it as bad as you say you want it manage your energy effectively so that others can receive and understand your brand I pray for you on a daily basis. I hope that you can always make it. You may never, ever, ever see the top. (laughs) Or you might already be there and not even be aware. All I'm simply trying to say is you got what it takes. It don't matter what anybody else thinks unless you're trying your best to connect, to relate. But if that's the case, then continue to be yourself, but manage it a little better than you did the other day. I promise you, young man, young woman, you'll never have to stress no more if you think of this one thought, this one thought only, that God is the best energy of them all, and if you put him first, nothing else will curse you, you got what it takes. Check yourself, check your energy, and be blessed. So just tell me a little bit why you think the devil or our mind makes us so agitated by the smallest things or even just things that we know we shouldn't be agitated by it. What do you, like, just give me some feedback. What do you think that is? I, I don't,
0: I, mean, I think, I don't know, because I have mixed emotions, but I've thought about that too. Um, and a part of me thinks that some of that has to do with the challenges that have already arrived and the confusion that's already trying to lay in, and then just the confusion that did come and and land for a certain time frame and things that were said, like, I, I think it's, it's a play area, is what I think that it is, and we allowed it to be a play area, to sit in our own mind. Like, only we can control that, but I think that's some of it. But I don't have a different answer for you on that, because I, I don't know exactly why. It just happens. And it don't happen all the time. There's times where I'm, I'm okay, and I'm like, nothing crosses my mind, and I don't Negative, and I don't, you know, I don't think that
1: way. I'm, I'm okay. But then there's times where my mind, like right? my mind, just played with me. I don't know. I don't know why. You know, the devil. I don't know. I, I would, uh, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think that a lot of it is true. Um, I would also add to that. If we're talking about the devil, that means we're talking about a spirit, right? Right.
0: Sure.
1: So agitation comes within the spirit. Our spirits become agitated. Something makes it feel uncomfortable. So everything that's connected to our spirit, our being, our soul, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: our mind, our heart, we try to make sense of this agitation. And and that's where our choices come from. We have the choice to um, make a decision that this agitation is something that is going to needs to be addressed right now and we need to attack the person that we perceive is creating the agitation
0: Mm
1: -hmm. or we make a choice to fall back like you said earlier say a prayer before God ask him to to come into to to calm this agitated spirit as he calms the seas right but it's overall just being conscious of 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 our next step right yea that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil his rod, his staff, they comfort me or the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want it's always putting God first and him him addressing the agitation so then if that's the case if there was one thing that you would want him to address in your life right now what would that one thing be?
0: It would it would be address the negative thoughts that linger in my mind at times I would like him to remove
1: that Yeah Yeah So if there was a prayer if you if I'm, we're gonna role play one for, for a brief moment mm-hmm. imagine Hazel being grown and she calls you and she says hey you know i'm just going through a difficult situation and i sometimes can't control my mind and it creates and i have this agitated spirit and my mind just seems to to race and to run can you pray for me what would that prayer sound like um i, I would pray for her and
0: i would ask god to remove whatever may be triggering. and her agitation and her mind, bringing thoughts that shouldn't be there. I would ask him to remove them from her and give her peace. Give her peace of mind to stop for a second and try to understand the situation prior to just jumping into conclusions of her own to create the, to make the situation worse. Let's not make it worse, let's deflate it. And by deflating it, giving it to him praying for her, over her, and asking him to send an angel to cover her. Just give her the calmness that she needs. She's frustrated. It's okay to be frustrated because it's not okay to continue to make it bigger if it's not that big. Don't allow it to get there. So I, I would teach her things that I wish somebody would come and have taught me. I didn't have that mother figure so that's not, that wasn't an option for me, but it's okay because I'm learning daily i'm learning daily by just the different obstacles that are arising and just like the other night i don't know if you heard my prayer it really i didn't care whether you did or whether you didn't i just knew that spirit was so heavy on both of us that i wanted it out of this house and i wanted it away from us so when i got up i put the oil on the doors in our room and i put the oil on you and on myself. And I, and I sat there and I prayed. And I said, God, I know that you know I'm not perfect. And I ask that you forgive me for anything that I've done, unknown, unknown. and known. And I ask that you remove whatever spirits may be lingering in this home. I ask that you remove them from our children, from ourselves, and just take it away. And I ask that you go to him in his dream and you reveal different things to him. If this was his daughter, that a man was talking to the way that he's talking to me, how would he want his daughter, or how would he feel if it was his daughter? To for Amanda, literally Amanda.
1: Well, it looks like we uh got cut off, so.
0: He want that for for Naya and Hazel. He want that. I I don't think for a second in this world that you any man to talk to them that way, ever. And I don't think that you would ever care what they did or what they said. You still wouldn't want him to disrespect them, ever. You would want him to to stop for a minute. If he needed to breathe, go breathe, pray, whatever and come back and have dialogue with them. I truly believe that in my heart. And I just ask God to just show you, show you different things. And I listen closely to your your dreams, and I pay attention to you at night. In your dreams, like when you hit me last night, I don't know what you were doing. I don't know who, I didn't even know if you were fighting, what was going on. I just know you jumped up, you sat up, you swung your arms, and then you, you said, you mumbled a few things and then you laid back down. So I looked at you and I didn't say nothing. I said, I'll okay, work it out. And I just prayed silently in my head, God, whatever this is, please remove it. Whatever may be going through his mind, whatever agitation that may trying to, you know, turn his dream, remove it from him. And then this morning when you let that known and you let, like, your dream I really think that we're in a vulnerable place, and I know that. And when I say vulnerable, I mean because, look at our situation. There's challenges coming from every direction. Challenges only come to those that are getting ready to be blessed. That's when the most challenges come. When God knows, sees their struggles, sees that they're really trying, sees that they're, they're trying to lean on Him harder and harder every struggle. So the devil don't want to see us succeed and lean on him. He wants to advocate it, create confusion. That's what he does. So I'm like, oh my God, like, why, why are we having these challenges? Like, why do they come back to back, back to back? And they're coming because there's great things ahead.
1: There's so many
0: great things ahead. Our life is not going to, it's not going to be, we're not going to be struggling for long. And he knows that. And he's trying to prevent it and stop it. And I'm trying to stop him before he stops us and our blessings. I don't yeah. feel like we should let him win, ever.
1: So, That's why I try to mend it. So, so, so let's pause because you said quite a bit. And I think mm-hmm. it deserves some reflection, right? Right. Um, you know, a man of God, a woman of God are sometimes in situations or in circumstances where God allows things to happen. Right. Um, when you look in the Bible, they talk about Job. Job was a man favored by God highly. And the right. Bible describes that. The devil was roaming the earth and, and the devil and God had a conversation. God presented to the devil, have you considered my servant Job? The devil said, you know, he he loves you, but if you remove things from him, he'll lose his faith in you. And so ultimately, yeah. God allowed the devil to remove things from his life. The first attack was, you know, he had multiple attacks. One attack was on his family, his health, his livelihood. Right. So ultimately, right. it, it, it God allowed it to happen. And you know, And I think a little bit about the scriptures in 2 Corinthians where... Paul, um, talked about having this thorn in his flesh and okay. we, you know, we had previously spoken on that and, you know, when you look before that verse, let me see if I can pull it up here in second Corinthians verse, second Corinthians verse three, it says, praise be to God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. And if we're distressed, it is for your comfort and your salvation. Right. And if we are comforted, it is comfort from which produces, I'm sorry, and if we are comforted, it is for, if we are comforted, it is uh, for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. So essentially what Paul was trying to say there is similar to what we can view our alive or our circumstance. That even in our suffering, we have to remember Christ Jesus suffered so that we can be free of all things. So just because we go through suffering, it doesn't necessarily mean something bad is happening. Sometimes it's an example for other people sometimes our suffering is a representation of the suffering of Christ because our greatest love that we have for him was in his suffering. We love him so much because he suffered for us, so we don't know the storyline, we don't know the next chapter, but what we do know is that God is the God of all comfort and that sometimes... You know, we do lean to pray that God, please remove this from our lives. Please remove these thoughts. Please remove, etc. I'm wondering if God is really letting us see how much we love Him because we committed ourselves to God a few months ago, and maybe He's saying that instead of us praying to remove it, just pray to be with us. I don't want you to remove this, God. I'm not asking to remove suffering i'm not asking you to remove these thoughts i'm just asking that you present your holy spirit to us to help us guide us in the right direction so we can make the right choices that we're supposed to make you know and, and the right choices is you praying on the side of the bed and you and there's a certain type of prayer they say that people have it's a uh, it's a, it's a prayer where you you are exalting yourself to god you're you're you kneeled down and you're you're Praying for him to come, bring his presence in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a not an exaltation prayer, but almost like in a, 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 a prayer of need, right? Pray. And then you also made the decision to go bless the house because your faith told you that. So even in suffering, you're making right decisions, and you know our blessings might simply just be his presence situation, not long ago, our car broke down on the way to drop the children off. Right. We spent one more night with them. Right. We woke up. We took care of our business. We were without a car for an X amount of time. We didn't know where the money was going to come from. We didn't know how right. we were going to get it fixed. We didn't know what we were going to do. Understand how we're gonna be able to have enough money for, for, for the things that we need. The mechanic came, charged less than it would have been to go somewhere else. Right. He made a way. You know, I called uh, the repair shop earlier in the day and they said they're gonna charge us $756. I you no. He made a way. This guy said if you ever have any issues with your car, you have my car give me a call. So sometimes, sometimes, you know, as we talked about earlier in our conversation, we have choices. And if we keep choosing him, we'll continue to be blessed and favored. Right. And our trials and our tribulations are doing what? It's forcing us to pray. I have not prayed this much a some ground to make up in a relationship with God, as you said. on my right arm right and I briefly shared with you what it came from it was one of the sermons I had preached and the reason why it was the reason why this verse or the scripture meant so much to me because it was the first time that I was able to speak in front of a large crowd but more importantly, it was the New Year's Eve service. And what mm-hmm. happened was, I wasn't, I, I, and by no means was I on the schedule to preach. It was supposed to be just praise and worship. And, you know, someone was supposed to just come up and say a couple of words. And in my whole, my, that whole day, I, in my own spirit, I wanted to be able to speak. I, God just had a word in my heart and I just wanted to be able to share, but I didn't want to be prideful or boastful. But it was just one of those things where I had to do. And um, right. when the service was going on, I, I i prepared a word without anybody asking me i studied the word and it was the um the word came uh, um, it was about paul when he was in jail and the scripture talks about how he had shackles around his around him because he was shackled up in jail they had they put him in prison for preaching the gospel um, and they were gonna they were gonna kill him But the Bible says that Paul, as he was in prison, he began to praise God, and the chains broke loose, basically, as he praised God. And then one of the scriptures that the verse came from was uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and it says, therefore, since through God's mercy, we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather... We have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truly plain, we commend ourselves to everyone and to everybody's conscience in front of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. So scripture first starts off by saying we have a ministry our relationship is a ministry and paul says we have this ministry and we also don't lose heart we don't give up right he goes instead of giving up this is what we're gonna do we're gonna renounce secret and shameful ways So basically, we're no longer going to hold secrets. We're going to be honest about everything. Right. And we don't use deception. We're not going to deceive anybody. We're not going to deceive one another by saying something that we don't naturally mean. We're going to put the truth plainly. Nor do we distort the Word of God to fit our situation. We're going to understand that, you know, His Word is true. So, I mean, this scripture is, is... big in part because it changes the focus of everything instead of us looking at our situation as stressful as we mentioned earlier. Sometimes our relationship can come off as we're agitating one another or what what is our perception of the relationship? It's a ministry. Our relationship is a literal ministry. And we can't afford to lose heart. Right. We have to put ourselves out as Messengers, and to show our children, to show our friends and our family that God is.
0: Wisdom.
1: <laughs> Was word is saying that you know what we believe in our soul, what we see through the souls of our eyes, is what's going to last forever. I want to see the light of God in my yes. temporary trouble. But even
0: even out of our temporary trouble, I would be helped regardless, good not like, I think that's important because he has to be there in every step of the way, do everything. And like they say, you have to praise them with or without a storm, you need to still praise them.
1: I just gave me chills. Keep coming, what else?
0: He didn't bring you or I into each other's lives for nothing. There's no way. I, I don't believe him. So You know, there, it was crazy because I, I look back at different conversations you and I had in the past. There are a few times that you said that you had prayed to him and you would ask God, to send you that person and I had asked the same prayer a
1: few years
0: back and actually during the time of going through everything with my daughter I think I prayed more that then and even now I I find myself praying every time that I turn around especially when I'm agitated but I needed him the most here at that time, I had nobody. My voice. So I can't say I didn't have anybody. I had my voice. I was ashamed, yet again, of decisions that I met, I I made, that I made. And I, I asked him, I said, you know, I don't know why you keep putting me, or why you allow things to happen. But you're trying to teach me something, and I'm not getting it. What is it that I'm not seeing that you're trying to show me? Because I, I don't know. And this is the first time that I'm, I'm telling you this. But medically, I used to have this grief remembering my divine. Even though I chose not to remember different things in my life. Because they were bad things that I didn't want to remember. Um, or things that I was ashamed of that I did not want to remember. But during this process that I'm, I'm having, that I'm going through with these lawyers, it's one thing that I'm praying every day for, or every day that I remember to pray, I pray about, and for him to give me my memory back. But Trevor, I had lost it. After surgery, I couldn't remember even the simplest things. And when I found out what was this, there was nickel inside of my body. There was nickel in my daughter. There was like nickel kills. It poisons your blood and it kills you. And the lawyer told me, he said, do you know that this is one of the major side effects of memory loss? I didn't know. And I said, I couldn't remember why I can't even remember the stuff I used to be able to remember, any and everything. People's names, numbers. So when you ask me, are you not listening to me? I want to say so bad and that I'm not listening. I, my mind is not allowing me, but I don't want to claim it. So I don't say it. So I never told you because I, a part of me was ashamed but a part of me just didn't want to claim it either. But I'm struggling with that. That, I get frustrated. A lot of my tears have came from everything that has happened. I lost so much of me. And I don't know why. Or, I know I can get it back. Because the grace of God is going to give it back to me just have to lean on him and, and trust and continue to, to follow his steps. He's going to give it back. But that, I'm ashamed of that. I'm ashamed of not being able to remember even the little things. Like, I look at Siobhan and I'm like, I see what he went through or goes through at times. But this just started happening to me because of Everything that transpired from the surgery, from my daughter, like everything happened. Like at one time I felt like I just lost all of me. I used to be, man, like this person that was so, you say gullible, and I agree with with you to a certain degree, but I was a happy, so lucky person. Through all the things that i had been through, I just, the good in everything. Even though there are times in my life that I, you know, I allow myself to fall short. But for the most part, I, I believe that there was always good. I didn't know God for a long time. Until God came in my life. And if that's why I say I believe that he was my angel. Because she helped without scolding me, without judging me, without telling me my wrong. She encouraged me. And I look at our situation, and I'm like, all we do to each other sometimes is scold each other instead of encouraging each other. Like, things that were said today were so needed to be said. And things need to change. And that's why I said the things that I said. Because I meant it from all of my heart. All of my dreams. Of who I am. I'm your biggest fan. I want nothing for you more than to succeed and grow. You're a wonderful fan. In every way. You have your flaws like everybody else. But they don't define you. They
1: don't. It's true. It's true. And I, I would have to... I would have to... I want to be clear with this, okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you brought up something that touched my heart. You know, you spoke of your mind and your memory and, you know, how you, you questioned and you know, just trying to figure out, like, what is this, God? You know, why, why can't I remember? You know, you, it was almost like... When I heard you talk about that, it was almost like it was something that God allowed for a reason. Right. And for you to transition into something that is very intimate for you, and it was a struggle for you to shift in the conversation about making sure that we talk to each other correctly and how I'm how you're my biggest fan and my flaws don't me, you know, you've shifted to giving uh, positive affirmations from going from a struggle to shifting to give positive affirmations, you know, I can only pause and say that I want to pray for you right mm-hmm. now. If you right. love me.
0: Yeah.
1: Heavenly Father, King of King, Lord of Lord. You were there at the beginning of the earth. You spoke and put everything into an existence. You are the creator of man. You're the creative woman. You knew exactly what we needed before we even were brought to this earth. Father, your son comes before you humbled and grateful to be in your presence. I ask only because I know you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly more. I ask because you also said in your word that there are no weapons that will be formed against us that will prosper. And I come to you in faith knowing that you're already moving in this situation that I'm going to ask you to move in. Father, I ask that not only that you be in the mind of Liza, that your spirit your loving spirit that you sent to comfort us would also be in our mind. That it would gather up those broken pieces. That it would touch every single thought that you are willing to restore to her. Father, I ask that you would put those pieces together even now. I ask that when you put the pieces together, That you have your will and how you want to demonstrate your love and kindness to her. Lord, I pray that you bless her mind like you've never blessed it before. That you restore back to her that which she deservedly deserves because you've given it to her. Lord, forgive me of anything that might hold you. Well, there's nothing that can hold you, but just forgive me for my sins. Because I want to make sure that you see that my heart is for you. And I know that you can do anything that we ask. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you have her will. Have your will with her mind. And that you will bless her like you've never blessed her before. Jesus name we pray amen you know I have a uh, I have my tattoo on my right arm
0: right
1: and I briefly shared with you what it came from it was one of the sermons I had preached and the reason why it was the reason why this verse or the scripture meant so much to me because it was the first time that I was able to speak in front of a large crowd, but more importantly, it was the New Year's Eve service. And what mm-hmm. happened was I wasn't, I, I and by no means was I on the schedule to preach. It was supposed to be just praise and worship. And, you know, someone was supposed to just come up and say a couple of words. And in my whole, my, that whole day, in my own spirit, I wanted to be able to speak I God just had a word in my heart, and I just wanted to be able to share. But I didn't want to be private or boastful. But it was just one of those things where I had to do.
0: And um,
1: when the service was going on, um, I, I, I prepared the word without anybody asking me. I studied the word, and it was the um, the word came. Uh, um, it was about Paul when he was in jail, and the scripture talks about how he had shackles around his. Around him, he was shackled up in jail. They had in, they put him in prison for preaching the gospel, um, and they were gonna they were gonna kill him. But the Bible says that Paul, as he was in prison, he began to praise Brother. God, and the chains broke loose basically as he praised God. Okay. And then one of the scriptures that the verse came from was uh, 2 Corinthians chapter four, and it says, "Therefore." since through God's mercy we have this ministry we do not lose heart rather we have renounced secret and shameful ways we do not use deception nor do we distort the word of God on the contrary by setting forth the truly plain we commend ourselves to everyone and to everybody's conscience in front of God And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. So the scripture first starts off by saying we have a ministry. Our relationship is a ministry. And Paul says we have this ministry and we also don't lose heart. We don't give up. Right. He goes, instead of giving up, this is what we're going to do going to renounce secret and shameful ways so basically we're no longer going to hold secrets we're going to be honest about everything and we don't use deception we're not going to deceive anybody we're not going to deceive one another by saying something that we don't naturally mean we're going to put the truth plainly nor do we distort distort the word of god to fit our situation we're going to understand that you know his word is true so, I mean, I, I, this scripture is is, is is big in part because it changes the focus of everything. Instead of us looking at our situation as stressful, as we mentioned earlier, sometimes our relationship can come off as we're agitating one another. Or what, we, or what is our perception of the relationship? It's a ministry. Our relationship is a literal ministry. And we can't afford to lose heart. Right. we have to put ourselves out as examples or, or, or messengers to show our children, to show our friends our family Living the life God wants you to live when you give thanks while in suffering. Because you know that the suffering is going to produce patience. Right. And with patience comes understanding. And with understanding comes wisdom. Right. And with wisdom, we serve God. Knowledge, yeah, okay. uh, so, uh, you know, you know, this, yeah. So, um, this season that we're in, let's commit to not let's commit to that. Our prayer is not to for God to remove things, it's just for Him to continue to show us that He's there with us as we go right. through things, huh? we need to experience what we need to experience and we have that knowledge that understanding and that wisdom if we're going to lead others to Christ and we're going to have a successful business that's going to be prosperous like there's some things that we want to remove in our life but we're not going to fix our eyes that what's seen but we're going to fix them on what is unseen right since what is seen is temporary it won't last always Mm -hmm. but what is unseen is eternal so his word is saying that you know what we believe in our soul what we see through the souls of our eyes is what's going to last forever I want to see the light of God in my yeah. temporary trouble.
0: But even even out of our temporary trouble, I will see him regardless. Of good of life, I think that's important because he has to be there in every step of the way to do everything. And it's like they say, you have to praise him with or without a storm. You need to still praise him.
1: Coming. What else? What else, man?
0: me I do without a doubt in my heart and my mind and everything that I believe in. He didn't bring you or I into each other's life for nothing. There's no way. I I don't believe in. You know it was crazy back in different conversations you and I had in the past, there are a few times that you said that you had prayed to him and you had asked God to send you that person. And I had asked the same prayer a few years back and actually during the time of going through everything with my daughter, I think I prayed more that then. And even now, I I find myself praying every time that I turn around, especially when I'm agitated. But I needed him the most during that time. I had nobody. My voice. So I can't say I didn't have anybody. I had my voice. I was ashamed, yet again, of decisions that I I, I made. That I made and I, I asked him, I said, You know, I don't know why you keep putting me, or why you allow things to happen. But you're trying to teach me something and I'm not getting it. What is it that I'm not seeing that you're trying to show me? Because I I don't know. And this is the first time that I'm, I'm telling you this, but medically, I used to have this grief, remembering my divine. Even though I chose not to remember different things in my life because they were bad things that I didn't want to remember, um, or things that I was ashamed of that I didn't want to remember, but during this process that I'm, I'm having that I'm going through with these lawyers, it's one thing that I'm praying every day for, or every day that I remember to pray. I pray about is for him to give me my memory back. But Trevor, I had lost it. After surgery I couldn't remember even the simplest thing. And when I found out what was this, there was nickel inside of my body. There was nickel in my daughter. There was like nickel kill. It poisons your blood and it kills you. And the lawyer told me, he said, do you know that this is one of the major side effects of memory loss? I didn't know. And I said, I couldn't remember why. I can't even remember the stuff I used to be able to remember. Any and everything. People's names, numbers. So when you ask me, are you not listening to me? I want to say so bad. and something that I'm not listening not allowing me but I don't want to claim it so I don't say it so I never told you because I, a part of me was ashamed but a part of me just didn't want to claim it either but I'm struggling with that that I get frustrated a lot of my tears have came from everything that has happened I have lost so much in me And I don't know why, or I know I can get it back because the grace of God is going to give it back to me. just have to lean on him and and trust and continue to to follow his steps. He's going to give it back. But that, I'm ashamed of that. I'm ashamed of that being able to remember even the little things. Like, I look at Tavon and I'm like, I see what he went through or goes through at times. But it just started happening to me because of everything that transpired from the surgery, from my daughter. Like, everything happened. Like, at one time, I felt like I just lost all of me. I used to be, man, like, this person that was so you say gullible, and I agree with, with you to a certain degree, but I was a happy, so lucky person. Through all the things that I've been through, i just seen the good in everything. Even though there's times in my life that I, you know, I allow myself to fall short, but for the most part, I, I believe that there was always good. I didn't know God for a long time until God came in my life and that's why I say I believe that she was my angel because she helped without scolding me, without judging me, without telling me my wrong. She encouraged me and I look at our situation and I'm like, all we do to each other sometimes is scold each other instead of encouraging each other. Like, things that were said today were it to be said. And things need to change. And I, that's why I said the things that I said, because I meant it from all of my heart, all of my needs of who I am. I'm your biggest fan. I want nothing for you more than to succeed and grow. You're a wonderful man in every way. You have your flaws like
1: everybody else, but they don't define you. They don't. That's true. That's true. And I, I would have to, I would have to, I want to be clear with this, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, you brought up something that Touched my heart. You know, you spoke of your mind and your memory, and you know how you, you questioned and you're just trying to figure out like, what is this God? You know, why? Why can't I remember? You know, you, it was almost like when I heard you talk about that. It was almost like it was something that God allowed for a reason. All right. you to transition into something that is very intimate for you and it was a struggle for you to shift in the conversation about making sure that we talk to each other correctly and how I'm, how you are my biggest fan and my flaws don't define me. You know, you shifted to giving, uh, positive affirmations from going from a struggle to shifting to give positive affirmations. You know, I can only pause and say that I want to pray for you right mm-hmm. now. If Sorry. you love me. Yes,
0: yeah. God.
1: Heavenly Father, King of King, Lord of Lord, you were there at the beginning of the earth, you spoke and put everything into an existence you are the creator of man you're the creative woman you knew exactly what we needed before we even were brought to this earth father your son comes before you humbled and grateful to be in your presence. I ask only because I know you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly more. I ask because you also said in your word that there are no weapons that will be formed against us that will prosper. And I come to you in faith, knowing that you're already moving in this situation that I'm going to ask you to move in. Father, I ask that not only that you be in the mind of Liza, that your spirit, your loving spirit that you sent to comfort us would also be in our mind. That it would gather up those broken pieces that it would touch every single thought that you are willing to restore to her. Father, I ask that you would put those pieces together even now. I ask that when you put the pieces together that you have your will and how you want to demonstrate your love and kindness to her. Lord, I pray Bless her mind like you've never blessed it before. That you restore back to her that which she deservedly deserves because you've given it to her. And Lord, forgive me of anything that might hold you. Well, there's nothing that can hold you, but just forgive me for my sins because I want to make sure that you see that. My heart is for you, and I know that you can do anything that we ask. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you'd have her will, have your will with her mind, and that you would bless her like you've never blessed her before. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So, just tell me a little bit why you think the devil or our mind makes us so agitated by the smallest things or even just things that we know we shouldn't be agitated by. What do you, like, just give me some feedback. What do you think that is? I, I don't, I,
0: mean, I think, I don't know because I have mixed emotions, but I've thought about that too. Um, and a part of me thinks that some of that has to do with the challenges that have already arrived and the confusion that's already trying to lay in and then the confusion that did come and, and land for a certain time frame and things that were said, like, I, I think it's, it's a play area is what I think that it is. And we allowed it to be a play area so sit in our own mind. Like, only we can control that, but I think that's some of it. But I don't have a direct answer for you on that, because I I don't know exactly why. It just happens. And it don't happen all the time. There's times where I'm I'm okay, and I'm like, nothing crosses my mind, and I don't think the negative, and I don't, you know, I don't think that way. I'm, I'm okay. But then there's times where my mind, like, my mind is plays with me. I don't know. I
1: don't know why. You know, the devil... I don't know. I, w- I would... Uh, I, I hear what you're saying and I think that a lot of it is true. Um, I would also add to that if we're talking about the devil, that means we're talking about a spirit, right? Right. Sure. So, agitation comes within the spirit. Our spirits become right. agitated. Something makes it feel uncomfortable. So, everything that's connected to our spirit, our being, our soul, Mm -hmm. our mind, our heart. We try to make sense of this agitation. Right. And and that's where our choices come from. We have the choice to um, make a decision that this agitation is something that is going to, needs to be addressed right now. And we need to attack the person that we perceive is creating the agitation.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Or we make a choice to fall back. Like you said earlier, say a prayer before God. Ask Him to to come into to calm this agitated spirit as He calms the seas. Right. Um, but it's overall just being conscious of, of 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 our next step. Right. Yea, that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. His rod, his staff, they comfort me. Or the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want it's always putting God first and him, right. him addressing the agitation so then if that's the case if there was one thing that you would want Him to address in your life right now what would that one thing be?
0: It would, it would be address the negative thoughts that linger
1: in my mind that time. I would like him to remove that. Yeah. Yeah. So if there was a prayer, if you, if, I'm, we're going to role play one for, for a brief moment. Mm-hmm. Imagine Hazel being grown. And she calls you and she says, hey, you know, I'm just going through a difficult situation and I sometimes can't control my mind and it creates... And I have this agitated spirit, and my mind just seems to to race and to run. Can you pray for me? What would that prayer sound like?
0: Um, I, I would pray for her, and I would ask God to remove whatever may be triggering her agitation in her mind, bringing thoughts that shouldn't be there. I would ask him to remove them from her and give her peace, give her peace of mind to stop for a second and try to understand the situation prior to just jumping into conclusions of her own to create the to make the situation worse let's not make it worse let's deflate it and by deflating it giving it to him praying for her over her and asking him to send an able to cover her just give her the calmness that she needs she's frustrated it's okay to be frustrated Business, it's not okay to continue to make it bigger if it's not that big don't allow it to get there so i i would teach her things that i wish somebody would come and have taught me i didn't have that mother figure so that's not that's, that wasn't an option for me but it's okay because i'm learning daily i'm learning daily by just the different obstacles that are arising and just like the other nights I don't know if you heard my prayer it really i didn't care whether you did or whether you didn't i just knew that spirit was so heavy on both of us that i wanted it out of this house and i wanted it away from us so when i got up i put the oil on the doors in our room and i put the oil on you and on myself and i and i sat there and i prayed and i said god i know that you know I'm not perfect and I ask that you forgive me for anything that I've done unknown, unknown. and known and ask, I ask that you remove whatever spirits may be lingering in this home I ask that you remove them from our children from ourselves and just take it away and I ask that you go to him in his dream and you reveal different things to him if this was his daughter that a man was talking to the way that he's talking to me how would
1: he want his daughter or how would he feel if it was his daughter? For Amanda, literally Amanda. Well, it looks like we
0: uh, got cut off. So he want that for, for Naya and Hazel so. and he want that. I, I don't think for a second in this world that you, any man to talk to them that way, ever, and I don't think that you would ever care what they did or what they said, you still wouldn't want him to disrespect them, ever, you would want him to stop for a minute, if he needed to breathe, go breathe, pray, whatever, and come back and have dialogue with them, I truly believe that in my heart, and I just ask God to just show you, show you different things. And I listen closely to your, your your dreams and I pay attention to you at night. In your dreams, like when you hit me last night, I don't know what you were doing, I don't know who, I didn't even know if you were fighting, what was going on. I just know you jumped up, you sat up, you flung your arms and then you, you said you mumbled a few things and then you laid back down. So I looked at you and I didn't say nothing, I said, I'll okay, work it out and I just pray silently in my head, God, whatever this is, please remove it. Whatever may be going through his mind, whatever agitation that may be trying to, you know, stern his dream, remove it from him. And then this morning when you let that known and you let like your dream, I really think that we're in a vulnerable place, and I know that. And when I say vulnerable, I mean because look at our situation. There's challenges coming from every direction. Challenges only come to those that are getting ready to be blessed. That's when the most challenges come. When God knows, sees their struggles, sees that they're really trying, sees that they're they're trying to lean on Him harder and harder every struggle. So the devil don't want to see us succeed and lean on Him. He wants to advocate it, create confusion. That's what he does. So I'm like, oh, my God, like, why, why are we having these challenges? Like, why do they come back to back, back to back? And they're coming because there's great things ahead. There's so many great things ahead. Our life is not going to, it's not going to be, we're not going to be struggling for long. And he knows that. And he's trying to prevent it and stop it. And I'm trying to stop him before he stops us and our blessings. I don't feel like we should let him
1: win ever. So, That's why I try to mend it. So, so, so let's pause because you said quite a bit. and I think mm-hmm. it deserves some reflection, right? Right. Um, you know, a um, you know, man of God, a woman of God, are sometimes in situations or in circumstances where God allows things to happen. Right. Um, you know, when you look at Bible, they talk about Job. Job was a man favored by God highly. And the Bible describes that. The devil was roaming the earth and, and the devil and God had a conversation. God presented to the devil, have you considered my servant Job? And the devil said, you know, he, he loves you, but if you remove things from him, he'll lose his faith in you. So ultimately, yeah. God allowed the devil to remove things from his life. The first attack was, you know, he had multiple attacks. One attack was on his family, his health, his livelihood. Right. So ultimately, right. it, it, God allowed it to happen. And you when know, I think a little bit about the scriptures in Second Corinthians where um, Paul um, talked about having this thorn in his flesh, And we, you know, we had previously spoken on that. And, you know, when you look before that verse, let me see if I can pull it up here. In 2 Corinthians verse, 2 Corinthians verse 3, it says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble, with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Right. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. And if we're distressed, it is for your comfort and your salvation. Right. And if we're comforted, it is comfort from which produces, I'm sorry, and If we are comforted, it is for, if we are comforted, it is uh, for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. So essentially what Paul was trying to say there is similar to what we can If you are alive or our circumstance, that even in our suffering, we have to remember Christ, Jesus, suffered so that we can be free of all things. So just because we go through suffering, it doesn't necessarily mean something bad is happening. Sometimes it's an example for other people. Right. Sometimes our suffering is a representation of the suffering of Christ because our greatest love that we have for him was in his suffering. We love him so much because he suffered for us. Right. So we don't know the storyline, we don't know the next chapter, but what we do know is that God is the God of all comfort. And that sometimes, you know, we do lean to pray that God, please remove this from our lives, please remove these thoughts, please remove, etc. I'm wondering if God is really letting us see how much we love him. Because we committed ourselves to God a few months ago. And right. maybe he's saying that instead of us praying to remove it, just pray to be with us. I don't want you right. to remove this, God. I'm not asking you to remove suffering. I'm not asking you to remove these thoughts. I'm just asking that you present your Holy Spirit to us. To help us guide us in the right direction, so we can make the right choices that we're supposed to make. You know, and and the right choices is you praying on the side of the bed, and you and there's a certain type of prayer they say that people have. It's a uh, it's a, it's a prayer where you you are exalting yourself to God. You're you're you down and you're, you're you're praying for Him to come bring His presence. in a, in a, in a not an exaltation prayer but almost like a a prayer of need right? right and then you also made the decision to go bless the house because your faith told you that so even in suffering you're making right decisions and you know our blessings might simply just be his presence Right, like our situation not long ago our car broke down on the way to drop the children off. Right. We spent one more night with them. Right. We woke up. We took care of our business. We were without a car for an X amount of time. We didn't know where the money was going to come from. We didn't know how right. we were going to get it fixed. We didn't know what we were going to do. we're gonna be able to have enough money for 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 the things that we need the mechanic came charged less than it would have been to go somewhere else Right. he made a way you know i called uh, the repair shop earlier in the day and they said they're gonna charge us 756 dollars believe he made a way this guy said if you ever have any issues with your car you have my card. give me a call So sometimes, sometimes, you know, as we talked about earlier in our conversation, we have choices. And if we keep choosing him, we'll continue to be blessed and favored. Right. And our trials and our tribulations are doing what? It's forcing us to pray. I have not prayed this much in a long time. But we got some ground to make up said